Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Wednesday, March the 15th. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. We are hours away from the announcement from the Federal Reserve in regards to interest rates. We have less than 50, what, 54 minutes. If you want to enter our very first giveaway contest, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, and if you, uh, as if you've been listening, you know we got a couple of them because we didn't quite know what we're doing, but the one we want you to go to, if you go out to our website at allamericangold.com, below where the spot price is, you'll see the Facebook icon. Click on that. Friend us, and then submit what you think the spot price of silver is going to be at the close of day on Friday. The person that is the closest, doesn't matter if you're higher or lower, the closest. The tiebreaker will be the lower one will beat the higher one, by the way, just so you know. What the spot price of silver will be at the close of business on Friday, you have until 10 a.m. this morning to get that in. So you got to have it in before the Fed announcement. The winner is going to get an Eisenhower-proof dollar with its box and case just for entering uh, at our Facebook page at Patriot Trading Group. Of course, we talked about the website at allamericangold.com. Ramon, what a great job he did today. I mean, you talk about another day, another retailer, right? Now it's Neiman Marcus is now exploring all options. It's trying to sell itself as the debt is piling up. Ruby Tuesday is doing the exact same thing. I mean, it's amazing. And yet we're talking about, not even talking about, I think they're going to do it uh, to, to my surprise. I think we're going to get the rate hike. Uh, Twitter, follow us at Twitter at Patriot Trading One. I mean, we got all kinds of ways. We're trying to get out there. We're trying to reach you. Now, probably more than ever, you need to make sure you are protected. You know, you you start looking at it, and you're like, "Well, wait a minute. Stocks are well, you know, they're near all time highs." And, and the raising rates aren't these good things, right? Doesn't that mean this is the time when I need less protection? It's the exact opposite. Because you got to really start thinking about how did we get to that point? We got to, to that point of stocks at all-time highs because they did something they should have never have done talking about bringing interest rates to zeros, blowing up their balance sheets and adding trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars of debt onto their balance sheets. And now they're going to pretend that nothing bad is going to come of it. Yet they've written, I mean, not books. I mean, they've made entire economic classes about why you don't do these things. And now, of course, the rising cost and falling wages scenario continuing to play out. It happened again today. Real 
wages, real earnings, fell again in February. Retail sales was up only a single tenth of a point, seasonally adjusted, by the way. Yesterday, we talked about what the rate hike would cost the country. Today, we're going to tell you what it cost you and I. And it's, it's sad to think about, but I'm going to tell you today, every single quarter of a point, how much it cost the American consumer. You're not going to want to miss that. Also, we had a call today. Uh, one of our customers was wanting to, uh, to know about Fort Knox. You know, we talked about Fort Knox last week or the week before. Today, you're going to hear from former Mint Director Ed Moy, who claims, and I have no reason to doubt him, I believe him, he has seen the gold at Fort Knox. He describes the gold at Fort Knox. And we're going to share that with you uh, we did this. We share this about once a year, so it's time. It's time to share that again as, of course, we're sitting here waiting for Janet Yellen and the Federal Reserve, and we think about how, you know, the Federal Reserve would like us to believe that gold's not money. Gold's just a commodity. It's like oil. It's like corn. It's like wheat. Of course, nobody actually believes that. But they want you to believe that money is made out of thin air. And really, what they're going for is money is made out of a keyboard. We're also going to talk about how quickly the new money's coming. It's going to be electronic, and it's coming, and it's coming like a freight train. News out of Australia today. Uh, we're going to share that with you. If you're following us on, on Twitter, I've already tweeted it out there. But very, very quickly, and they have to go quickly, right? I mean, really, it's a race now. It's a race. They need to hold it together. Everybody pretend that we don't have debt. Everybody pretend everything's going to be okay until we get ready going to be a great show on this Wednesday. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dot. Put the gas in my truck. Butter in that biscuit. Joe Jaquin, CEO, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Have a really I, uh, exciting opportunity today. The U.S. $10 Liberty Market, these are the half-ounce, the pre-1933s, uh, and these are actually 1866 to 1907s. This isn't the raw one. This isn't the VF ones. These are XF. That's one grade below AU. And there's 100 available. They're actually less than a regular, our regular $10 Liberties. And for our regular customers who order from us all the time, we handle nice stuff. Now you're talking about going all the way up to XF, one grade below AU, and you're going to pay less. And if you order 10 or more, I'll get you 10 different mint marks. Matter of fact, 
I'll tell you right now, I can get you 10 dates that are all pre-1900. If you order 10, I'll get you 10 dates, all pre-1900s. Whether you order one, five, ten, you want to buy all 100 of them, there's 650 per coin. These are XF $10 U.S. Liberty gold pieces if you order 10 of them. So that'd be, what, 6500 bucks plus shipping. I'll get you 10 different dates, and all of them will be pre-1900. At 800-951-0592. So how much? How much does it cost us every time they raise the interest rate? Here's what we know. For those of us savers out there, we really haven't gotten squadouche from these rate hikes. Right? They've already robbed us. They've robbed you for over a decade. Right? No more going to the bank and getting a CD that pays 6 7 8%. But how much does it cost us? And you think about what our new GDP is, debt. Right? Mortgage debt credit card debt, auto loan debt, student loan debt. Did you see the student loan numbers? Go out to our website. I hope you go out there every day. I mean, we just give it to you. Another 1.1 million Americans just last year defaulted on their student loan. And you really got to work at it to default. Right? <laughs> this isn't... Like when you get to your car and you, you miss a couple of payments, next thing you know, your car just shuts off. You know how hard the government goes to try to make it so they don't have to say you defaulted? You can go years and years without paying. 1.1 million just last year. And how much do these quarter of a points cost us? 157 million Americans carry balances on their credit cards. Now you think about it. Okay, Everybody under the age of 18 doesn't have a credit card. So you figure, you know, maybe there's what, 200 million maybe over the age of 18? that 157 million of those have balances on their credit card. By the way, go out to the website. Average credit card balance over 15,000. It's incredible. The quarter of a point increase to the Fed's funds rate cost Americans $1.6 billion in extra finance charges per year. So you think about they want to they're claiming they're gonna raise rates possibly three times this year. You're talking almost five billion dollars wiped out. The cumulative effect of interest rate hikes is going to begin mounting. Now you think about it, right? You got all of this stuff. Everything's costing more. Earning wages aren't rising. Now all of a sudden, because Janet Yellen said so, now you got another cost coming. 
an extra $1.6 billion per quarter point. They say most credit cards these days have variable rates, almost all of them, really. The quarter of a point hike means you'll pay an extra $25 per thousand. So you start thinking if you got 15000 right, you're paying an extra 375 bucks per quarter of a point. Three hikes, and you're paying an extra 1125 bucks. Well, it doesn't seem like an emergency. 58% of people don't even have $500 in their checking accounts, in their savings accounts. They can't write a check for that. And you start to wonder, how is this really going to work? I mean, come on. Right? This is what they told you to do. They loaded you up with debt. And now that you're the like, gourds dotted, they're going to start jacking up the rates. And just really, you know, really kick you when, you when the chips are down the most. And then you start thinking about what the end game is and what the real goal is. And, and you start thinking about how the Federal Reserve... You know, I'm trying to tell us we need to limit them. At worst, at uh, at worst, we need to at least audit them. I mean, best case scenario, we get rid of it. It hasn't worked. It's been a complete failure. The only thing we have to show for it is debt, and it's so much debt you really can't count it all. And then you start thinking about the gold standard. Then you start thinking about the gold. Then you start thinking about where is it and and how much do we really have? Former Mint Director Ed Moy says he's seen it. I'm actually going to play. We're going to play the clip right now. Here's former Mint Director Ed Moy in his description of the amount of and the gold that the United States holds. Ramon, let's play him. Past director of the United States Mint was here at the Baltimore show. Edmund Moy tells some stories about his tenure as director of the Mint. You already heard the top three questions. Uh, the fourth question uh, that I usually get is, is there really gold in Fort Knox? And I'm one of uh, the very few people in the United States that can actually say, I've been to Fort, not only have I been to Fort Knox, I've been inside Fort Knox, and I've seen the gold, so I know it's actually there. Uh, one of the uh, responsibilities of the uh, Mint Director is besides uh, running the Mint, which uh, makes our circulating coins, our uh, numismatic products, and our uh, precious gold bullion, uh, I also have the United States Mint Police, and uh, that's uh, 350 people with very big guns, and uh, one of their jobs is to protect our nation's gold reserves, which are primarily at uh, Fort Knox, but also at our uh, Denver and our uh, West Point facilities. And uh, uh, as the new mint director, uh, it's usually pretty traditional for the mint director then to visit all the various uh, facilities, which I ended up doing every single year, uh, making my rounds at every single facility, holding town halls at every single shift for every single employee, just to make sure the whole family was uh, singing out of the same hymn book. Uh, And one of those facilities is the uh, Fort Knox. And it is everything that, uh, you know, the, I remember the first time seeing it, 
you know, there it is on a, uh, on a very large mound, and uh, all the trees have been cut down around it, and it just stands there shining in the sun. And uh, you, know, you think of Goldfinger, uh, you think of uh, what might actually might be in it, and in here as Mint Director, I'm going through all the levels of security to get inside, and uh, you know, my heart was beating really hard. You know, just you're you're one of the few people that have a chance to experience history. And uh, so, anyway, uh, when I finally got in, and the big uh, front doors open up, and uh, when they shut, they make a huge resounding thud. Uh, uh, when they're locked again, uh, uh, that's all I can tell you without uh, having to kill everybody in the audience. <laughs> But I can say that uh, we have some very dedicated uh, employees, uh, both on the civilian side and uh, uh, United States Mint Police, uh, that are there. Uh, that uh, there's a lot of gold, and one of my first observations about the gold there was: uh, you think about modern uh, good delivery bars, the 400 ounce bars that are made in Switzerland. Think of shiny gold. And uh, these uh, bars at Fort Knox are um, uh, look like uh, a dirty gold with some corrosion on them, and they're not as yellow. And uh, you know, so that was one of the first things: is is this real gold uh, there? And uh, and then you realize, you know, Roosevelt had uh, uh, made it uh, illegal for Americans to physically possess uh, gold coins. And he melted all those gold coins, and that's what ended up being the initial stock at Fort Knox. And a lot of those coins are 22-karat gold, uh, which then have impurities. And, uh, um, and a lot of it wasn't refined when it was made into these bars that were, ended up making it into, uh, into Fort Knox. And so uh, when, you, when you take a look then at each bar, you realize what history is behind it, how many coins must have been melted uh, in order to, uh, to make the bar, and uh, what life stories uh, must have been part of, of all that. The other interesting thing about Fort Knox is that uh, the gold needs to be audited. And uh, so once a year, the uh, U.S. Mint Police coordinates with the Treasury Inspector General and coordinates with the Mint Chief Financial Officer, and they have to audit uh, the gold. And uh, you know, when you take a look at these uh, bars, each one's numbered. Uh, they have to be taken out, counted, uh, and uh, assayed to make sure you know they still have everything in it that they're supposed to. And then uh, when it's all done they're put back in in the same order that they're taken out. And so when you take a look at these vaults, again, I can't tell you how much is in there and how they're, uh, how they're organized, but there's a lot of bricks in there. And uh, they each have to be handled uh, carefully. Uh, and it's audited once a year. You can uh, go to the Treasury website uh, under the Office of the Inspector General and uh, look for the audit report uh, to verify that that gold is actually there. So I can personally vouch that uh, there is gold at Fort Knox, and I personally have seen it. So you think about what just happened. Talking about the gold at Fort Knox. Talking about how you'd almost need to believe that they didn't know how to refine gold in 1933. Which, of course, we know that's not true. They did, but for whatever reason, according to Moy, they didn't take out the impurities. And you start to think about, you know, pure gold is soft. 
So when you talk about these pre-1933 coins, the Liberties, the Saints, the Indians, right, these got all turned in. And they got melted down. The vast majority of them got melted down. You know, we learned, remember when the Saints, we couldn't get a Saint to save our lives? You know, so we know we're we're really close. We're one gold, probably one more gold run away from it being extremely difficult to even get any collectible gold. And that was money. So you couldn't have a pure gold coin in circulation. That would make no sense. They would be destroyed. So they put some copper in the coin to give it hardness. But we're going to talk about what he termed a lot of gold. And we're going to put it all in perspective. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Abortion and transgender rhetoric was repeatedly celebrated at the supposed Women's March on Washington in January. Most speakers at this event, which was co-sponsored by Planned Parenthood, used the misleading phrase, reproductive rights. Although one speaker, Kiara Johnson, did say, I am unapologetically abortion positive. The next speaker was Janet Mock, who proclaimed, I stand here as someone who has written herself onto this stage to unapologetically proclaim that I am a trans woman writer activist revolutionary of color. Janet Mock, it turns out, used to be Charles Mock before he had surgery in Thailand to mutilate his male anatomy. By her own account, Janet Mock's Siamese surgery was financed with money that Charles had earned as a teenage prostitute, or as Janet now says, a sex worker. Do American women really have something to learn from that bizarre experience? Our approach to freedom must be intersectional, Mock continued. My liberation is directly linked to the liberation of the undocumented trans-Latina yearning for refuge, the disabled student seeking unequivocal access, the sex worker fighting to make her living safely. Mock was referring to the trendy doctrine of intersectional feminism, which defines the feminist movement within a general theory that all minority groups are victims of oppression by white men. Well, that explains why 82-year-old Gloria Steinem was almost the only non-minority on the program. Signs proclaimed, Refugees welcome, and many speakers referred to them. Why refugees at a women's march? These things don't happen by accident. A tax-funded refugee contractor helped sponsor the march. If you're coming to the march, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society website said, Join our delegation and speak out in support of refugees. HIAS will provide signs and stickers, said the organization that receives more than half of its income from U.S. taxpayers. Other tax-funded agencies were there, too. Planned Parenthood President Cecile Richards organized a mass call-in to members of Congress to keep the funds flowing to her abortion-driven organization, from which she draws a salary of well over $500,000 a year. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. You've seen the desperation of women's marches, the disgrace of Planned Parenthood, the rise of savvy young conservative women, Radical feminism is heading down a dead-end road. Share your opinion on what's really important to women at pseagles.com. That's pseagles.com. 
Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. We're down to 80, 87 of the U.S. $10 liberties, and I'm down to two date sets. So there's still, uh, if you missed it, we 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 had a hundred. These are XF $10 liberties, the same type of gold Mint Director Moy was talking about got melted down and is at Fort Knox. XF, one grade below AU for less, almost $5 less than a raw 10 today. And if you buy 10 of them, you'll get 10 different dates. All 10 will be pre-1900. There's $650 if you buy, you know, buy one at 650 If you wanted a date set, you buy 10 of them, it'll be $6,500. I only have two of the date sets left. And that's $6,500, and you'll get 10 different dates, all pre-1900, at 800-951-0592. Now, we're talking about what he had to say about the gold at Fort Knox. And he talked about how it wasn't like a good delivery bar. Today on the Comex, where the mints of the world get their gold, you used to be able to get one if you wanted one, and you had the means. You could get a good delivery bar. They won't do that anymore. Those are 400-ounce bars, the good delivery bars. And they're pure gold, 999 buy gold. And they weigh 400 ounces apiece. Moy says that's not what's there. He said what's there is the gold that was confiscated in 1933, melted down but not refined. And he used the word a lot. And I was thinking to myself, you know, of all the adjectives you could use to describe how much is there, and I just wanted to put this into perspective. We claim to have eight thousand metric tons of gold a metric ton of gold is 32,150 ounces so you think about gold rush right Parker Stobble have you ever seen that show gold rush right and they're out in the Yukon and they're I mean moving multiple football fields of dirt They've come up with this gold, and he's got a 4,000-ounce gold. And you think about just one metric ton. It would take up eight years plus just to get one metric ton. And we say that we have 8,000 metric tons, or 257 million two hundred thousand plus ounces and if they were in a good delivery bar okay that means each bar would weigh 400 ounces so let's assume right they're in something similar to that 
that would be 643,000 bars. You think about it, you use the word a lot. That's an unfathomable amount because these bars, they're put on pallets. Okay? So think about a pallet. You know, you go to the, the grocery store, they get their deliveries, they're on these wood pallets and it's stacked up. And it's, you know, it's, a, it's as tall as a person, if not taller. You know, it's anywhere from six to eight feet high. You can't put that much gold on a pallet. Matter of fact, they universally do this. They put 40 gold bars on a pallet because it's a lot of weight. So you think about 40 gold bars per pallet. You would have over 16,000 pallets, right? And you start thinking about how massive that would be. You know those big, the big semi-rigs, the big ones? And I'm guessing here, but I think you can fit maybe 20 pallets, maybe, somewhere around there. You know, and and you think about how many big rigs of gold that would be over eight hundred semi trucks. But he only used the word a lot. It, wouldn't he be? It's a massive amount, or I mean, you know, right? Something bigger than that. Just things that are interesting. Then he went on to say, "I can't tell you how many bars." But we audit them. I mean, you've told the world you got 8,000 metric tons. Why can't you say, well, there's this many bars? You claim you can go to your website and get the audit report yourself. Try to do it. See what happens. Then he also made the claim, oh, yeah, we audit it all the time. Nah. Matter of fact, through the Freedom of Information Act, someone actually went and got all these quote-unquote audited results. You can't make sense of any of it. And I just find it very, very interesting, but when you think about, again, I go back to why it is that we like pre-33 gold. The only gold you could keep in 1933 were collectibles, right? They, they left themselves a little loophole in there. Then from 1933, 1971, you couldn't even own gold in America. You weren't allowed to. And then they allowed you to own it, but we didn't mint any. So you had to buy Krugerrands or Maple Leafs. Then in 1986, and really the, the act was 1985, we are going to start minting gold and silver coins again. In that act, they said any of the pre-33 gold that didn't end up at Fort Knox, that didn't get melted down, was now considered to be a collectible. Some of you may ask, well, how did that happen? The answer was really simple. The gold that didn't get melted down was the gold that was being held by the foreign government. Because you remember, we were the world's economic powerhouse. We were the trading king 
Everybody wanted American-made product. And they paid for it with gold. So they had a lot of pre-33 gold. And I say a lot. I mean, not nearly as much as got turned in. And that's where all the gold used to be, sitting in these treasury bags over in Europe. That's the only ones that survived. And now we're going to talk next about, now that they're done with fiat money, what are they really getting us ready for? And also, we're going to finish up on how much this quarter of a point really cost America. Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. So as we wait for the Federal Reserve and their big announcement, we talked about how, for something I forget with them, 58% of Americans that have more than 15000 in credit card debt it's an extra $31 a month in fees. And you, and you really, you, you start thinking about, and that's just a quarter point. And that's if you have 15 grand. A house. It's an extra 55, for 250,000. Okay. Which is very average house. Anymore, it's, inc- it's incredible to think about. $55 a month. A car, twenty-five grand. That's an extra three bucks a month. You know, and you and you add up thirty-one and fifty-five and three. That's eighty-nine dollars a month. Then you think about if they did it three times this year, that would cost you an extra two hundred and sixty-seven dollars a month. And at the same time. The average CD today pays a whopping point one one percent. The quarter of a point of that, you know, if you had a ten thousand dollar CD, you'd be lucky if you get an extra dollar. And you start thinking about you know, who it is that's really ultimately going to be affected and how this could possibly, in any remote way, help the United States and and get growth. And you start thinking about, really, you start putting the pieces together and you think back to what India did and Australia, what we did in Cyprus and in Greece and where you got all these tests of the new electronic currency coming Australia now the leader. ATM withdrawals in Australia fell to their lowest levels in 15 years as the number of Australians taking cash out during debit card transaction is falling at the fastest rate on record. And remember, a lot of Australian banks now are nobody. Right? There's no people there. The new figure provides insight into the shift towards a cashless economy. An electric payment such as PayPass and others have consumers shying away from ATM withdrawals and brick and mortar branches. They said 
withdrawals from ATMs fell 7.7%. I mean, that's like sales at Sears and Kmart. (laughs) I mean, those are massive. Cash is no longer king in Australia. Use of both credit and debit cards soaring. And they said that the number of transactions via electronic payments hit 13-year highs. They said the sharp draw on cash result says that the the bank in Australia is preparing to roll out $1 billion in real-time payment platforms this year. In other words, electronic platforms. And we start to really understand what the end game is. They want total control. And I want you to really think about what, we've, what they've done, right? We, we're saddled with that. It just is what it is. Right, whether it's mortgage, car, credit card, student loan, which it's amazing to think, how can 1.1 million people default and nobody talks about it? And you start to really understand what it is that we're up against. And how you look at the national debt that's $20 trillion. How a quarter of a point cost us over a trillion dollars over 10 years. Right? And you start adding it up. And they want to do that three times this year, allegedly. And then you start thinking about, hey, wait a minute. What, people are going to have to come up with an extra $267 a month? How? How? And then you start thinking about the debt and how how it's unpayable and what, what is going to be the outcome of all of this. What happened 2027? I'm going to be sitting there doing this show. The debt just rolled over $40 trillion and tax refunds have been delayed again. I don't know. Anyone find that interesting that the tax refunds got delayed? Right, we're at the debt ceiling, we're taking emergency measures, right? They're trying to pretend like the debt hasn't hit twenty trillion yet, even though of course it has. And now they want even more control, right? They want to be able to create any amount of inflation necessary. They told us two percent is the goal. Well now they're over two percent. Right now they're over 2%. And how can it be that devaluation is the goal? And the realities are is devaluation today, they say they want 2%. At $40 trillion, is it going to be 4%? 5%? What would that do to Social Security? What, are we going to end COLA payments, right? What are we going to do? And you start thinking about they're going to default, and really they'll just do in what? An organized global reset through electronic credit and essentially have 100% control over your finances. Yeah, you think you may want to have some gold and silver put away? 
something that's not in their grasp. Sounds like a pretty good idea. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment here on a Wednesday, Fed Wednesday. You got a few minutes left to get your silver price guess in on Facebook. The winner is going to receive an Eisenhower proof dollar. The spot price where silver is going to close Friday. You have in about six minutes to get out to our Facebook page and submit your guess. Uh, today, the special U.S. $10 liberties. You think about where the pattern has been. Now, granted, this will only be the third rate hike we've seen in 11 years. Yeah, 11, almost 12 years, but uh, let's say 11, 11 plus years. So far, every time the Fed raises rates, gold hits the low either right before the rate hike or if you go to the last one what was two days hit the low two days after the rate hike and then has jumped to new highs for the year so you think about today uh, could be a really day a good day to get into the markets we have xf ten dollar liberty pre-1933 these are actually 1806 to 1907 XF grade, so that's one grade below, almost uncirculated. They're actually less than raw tens this morning. They're $650 per coin if you buy 10 of them. We'll get you 10 different dates. All of it pre-1900, those different dates, by the way, at 800 951 and tomorrow we're going to not only recap what the Fed said, I'm actually going to go through all of the Fed governors, voting and non-voting, and tell you where they all say inflation is going to be over the next couple of years. And I'm going to do this for a reason to prove to you these morons have no clue. They really don't. They're backed up by the MIT mafia, a bunch of data collectors that use economic models that aren't even based on real numbers. And yet we want to give them the power? Look at how much power they have. They already have way too much. They are the market. Right? You hear these guys out on there, you can't fight the Fed. Who allowed these people to be have this much power? And look at what they've done. And look at what's going to happen to the average American out there. I don't know where the money's going to come from. You, you, you know, you start thinking about it, you really don't. It's really hard to think about. And then you start thinking about how are we going to grow with rates rising? What? How bad is inflation really? that they're raising rates with a GDP of less than 2%. They're raising rates, even though real wages, that real wages came out today, by the way. Down again. Second month in a row. Remember, they keep telling us, oh, with all this great job growth, wages are going to be rising any time now. Just, you know, don't hold your breath, but it's going to happen because our economic model said so. 
But my economic model says buy as much gold as you can. 800-951-0592. Everybody enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk again tomorrow. Take care.